to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you by Rev. Bright Nkrumah, the senior pastor of the Kodesh Family Church, Bronx North. He is an anointed pastor and teacher of the Word of God, affecting many lives. Now get ready to be transformed by this message. Why don't you stand to your feet and let us pray. Bow your heads with me. Father, we are grateful. We thank you for this wonderful opportunity to be in your presence today. We thank you, Lord, that you have given us of your Holy Spirit to be with us, to be upon us, to be within us, and to help us. Holy Spirit, lead us into all truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Please clap your hands together for Jesus as you take your seats. Well, today I want to, oh, before we do that, why don't we look at our scripture of the week? Let's look at our scripture of the week quickly. Matthew 9 and 36. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 36. It says, but when he saw the multitude, he was moved. Do you know who we're talking about? Who is he? Jesus. He was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Amen. He says, when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion on them. And the reason was because they were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Amen. I want us to read it together. And one, two, three, go. Please, please, please. This is your, you know you have to change it. You have to change. When you are reading the scripture, read it as if you, you mean to read it. And it's not a burden. Is it a burden? Okay, one, two, three, go. Amen. Wonderful, wonderful. Awesome. Well, we, this is a scripture that is incorporated in our message, so we will talk a little bit more about it. Um, well, today I want to continue sharing with you the reasons why every Christian can do the work of a shepherd. Amen. The reasons why every Christian, every Christian, especially in our church, every Christian can do the work of a shepherd. John chapter 21 and verse 15. John 21 and verse 15. You know, this year is a very wonderful year. This year has been declared the year of the shepherd. The year of the shepherd. And so it's dedicated to anyone who wants to be a shepherd. And it is also to enlighten us as to why we all need to be shepherds. Hallelujah. 
And we've been talking a lot about who is a shepherd. And we said a shepherd is a person who cares for God's people. Amen. Amen. Someone who cares for God's people is called a shepherd because God describes us as sheep. And anyone who cares for his sheep, he calls a shepherd. Amen. Amen. John chapter 21, verse 15. I want to read from the Common English Bible. And it says, you can read with me. If you have that version, that would be nice. But if you don't, just read along with me. It's the same thing. When they finished eating, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Simon replied, yes, Lord, you know I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my lambs. Jesus asked a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Simon replied, yes, Lord, you know I love you. Jesus said to him, take care of my sheep. He asked a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was sad that Jesus asked him a third time, do you love me? He replied, Lord, you know everything. You know I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Hallelujah. Now, this is a very interesting passage. You know, and I am not sure how you would have answered if Jesus had asked you, do you love me? I'm not sure how you would have answered if Jesus asked you. I really know. If Jesus asked you, do you love me? What would you have said? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Joyce, how about you? What would you say? Yes, I do. How about you? Yes, I do. (laughs) Jesse, how about you? Yes, I do. You see? So if Jesus were to ask you, I believe when I go around, that is what everyone would. How many of you will say, yes, I do? Or I do love you? How many of you? How many of you will not say? You will not say. You see, so, but if someone asks you repeatedly, if someone asks you repeatedly, do you love me? What would be going on in your mind? What would, what do you think? What would be going on in your mind? That you ask someone, do you love me? And the pe- you answer, yes, I do. I love you. And then you say, you know I love you. You should know. You should know I love you. That is what Peter said. He said, Lord, you know I love you. You should know. It's not a question that you you should ask. But if you are asking or he's asking repeatedly, then perhaps he doesn't think you love him. Then he doesn't, he's not really sure if you love him. He doubts if you love him. And it looks as if that is what was going on here. That Jesus didn't feel love. 
Jesus didn't feel that Simon Peter loves him. Amen. Amen. So is it possible that you you are feeling you feel that you are loving someone and the person says you don't love me or the person doesn't feel love? Is it possible? It's very possible. And what can cause such a thing to happen? What do you think can cause such a thing to happen? That you feel you are loving someone, but a person doesn't think you love him or you love her. You see, oftentimes we expect others to feel love because of what we are doing, which in our opinion is expression of love. Or we, we, we feel we are doing what is expected of a lover. Do you understand? And when we define love in our own minds and by our own opinion, and we are acting it and we are doing it, then we expect the person also to feel love. Isn't that so? Then you expect that, that for what you are doing, because Peter was confident. He was very confident in his answer. He says, Lord, you know, you should know that I love you. You know that I love you. From the things that I do, you should know that I love you. From the things that I say, you should know that I love you. So Peter was confident. And so when Jesus was asking him and asking him three times, he says, well, Lord, you know everything. You know my mind, you know my heart, you can read. I mean, we've been around you, even when we begin to think, you know what we are thinking. You know everything, so you'll be the judge. Amen. So perhaps Peter was saying so many things or doing so many things for Jesus for which he expects, in his opinion, is love. It's expression of love and it's showing love. Look, in Matthew chapter 19, verse 27, the scripture says, Then answered Peter and said unto him, Behold, we have forsaken all and followed thee. Do you see? I mean, he told Jesus, he said, Listen, we have left everything. I, we have left our businesses, our families. So, what do you mean that if you love me? I mean, if I didn't love you, would I have left everything to follow you? My family, one time my mother was sick. You remember? I wasn't home. And they were trying to get her to emergency room. If it wasn't you, perhaps she would have died. And you are asking me if I love you? So he was expecting that Jesus should feel love. Amen. Amen. Another place in John chapter 6, verse 67, he says, Then said Jesus unto the twelve, Will ye also go? This is when Jesus had a big congregation. He had preached to them. And the people didn't like the message because they were offended. And they all left the church. Welcome back. You left. You have come back. And Jesus turned to the disciples he said, and said unto the twelve, Will you also go away? Then this same Simon. Simon Peter answered, Lord, to whom shall we go? 
You are everything to me. I mean, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. Come on. You are the source of life. Your words, your words, they are eternal, eternal life. I mean, who will not love you? You, Jesus, who will not love you? You see, so Simon, I mean, all these sayings, and Jesus asking him, he was very sad. He was very sad. Ah, this man, I mean, how many of you, sometimes you feel sad, you have expressed love to someone, and the person is saying, you don't love me. I don't feel like you love me. You feel very, uh, oh. Do you have, I mean, have you, have you, oh, uh, no witness. One, two, three people. Oh. And you are confused. You don't even know what to do again. That is how Peter was feeling. That I have left my family. You know, when everybody left you, you realized we were still there. We didn't go anywhere. And today you are asking if I love you. Matthew chapter 26 verse 34. Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, that this night before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. Thrice is an old English word for three times. We don't say that anymore by the grace of God. We don't say that anymore. He says, you, that, that this night before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. Peter said unto him, though I should die with thee, yet I will not deny thee. And all the disciples also said, likewise. He says, though, if I am to even die with you, if they are coming to kill you and they are including me, I will never deny you. Jesus, I mean, Peter has said all these things to Jesus. Are you with me? Bibi, do you understand the word of God this afternoon? So Jesus must have heard Peter say so many things and had done so many things, you see, to express his great love for him. But now, here is an opportunity for Peter and the disciples and you and I to hear from Jesus himself what to do for him to feel that we love him. This is an opportunity. And he says, if you love me, then care for my sheep. If you love me, then feed my sheep. Feed my lamb. Take care of my children. If you love me. If you are expressing love to me, then feed my sheep. Hallelujah. So now you know. And I know. We know we can sing. We can lift up our hands. We can kneel before him. We can dance to songs. And sing and say, I love you, Lord. And I lift my voice and say all kinds of things. And you say, let this be a sweet, let this be a sweet smell. Sweet, this, take it. This love, take it. Isn't that what we sing? Do we have the words? Let it be a sweet sound in your ears. 
Receive it. It's my love. And we are singing and we, are, and we lift up our hands. He said, take joy, my king. In what you hear, what I'm saying, take joy in it. We are telling him to take joy. Be happy. Let it be a sweet, not one sweet, a second sweet, sweet, sweet sound in your ear. So we are expressing love to him. But he's saying, if you love me, then feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. If you love me, feed my sheep. We do all kinds of things to express our love for him. But he says, if you are going to express his love, your love for him, the way to do it is to feed his sheep. Hallelujah. You can do anything. You can say anything and say that you will die with him. You will not leave him. You can leave everything and follow him. If you are not feeding his lamb, He's still asking you, do you really love me? Three times. And he says, feed my lamb. Hallelujah. That is why this year's theme is so timely. It is so timely. And in fact, in my opinion, it's the same thing as saying the year of loving the Lord. It's the year of loving the Lord. The year of the shepherd is the year of loving the Lord. Because if you are a shepherd, then you are loving the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Or the year of God's lovers. Amen. Amen. Are you with me? Yes. And that is why we have been learning about how every Christian in our church can do the work of a sheep, of a shepherd. Every Christian in a church can do the work of a shepherd. And I'm sure by this time, every one of you want to become a shepherd. At least so far. If you are saying you love the Lord or you want to love the Lord. Because he's saying the way to love him is to feed his lamb. To care for his lamb. To tend his lamb. Hallelujah. And so we have been learning about reasons why you can be a shepherd also. And do you remember the first reason? The first reason, what did we say? That you need a desire. And I'm sharing from this wonderful book what it means to become a shepherd by Bishop Daggyward Mills. Very wonderful book. What it means to become a shepherd. You see, he says you need a desire. That is what you need. You have to be someone who desires to be a shepherd. Someone who wants, someone who has a feeling for God's people. Someone who desires to care for the people of God. To tend to the people of God. Hallelujah. And the second reason, what did we say? It's a natural stage of development of the Christian. It is the next step. Becoming a shepherd, becoming someone who cares for the, she- the sheep of God or the people of God is just a natural step of growth of every Christian. That every Christian must grow into this stage. 
And if you are not growing into that stage, then there's something seem to be wrong with you. And last week we shared a lot about how you can assess the situation of a child who is not growing and doing certain things, and we worry that something must be wrong with a child. Isn't that so? If a child ought to walk and the child is still crawling, we feel there's something wrong with the child. And we will investigate. We will take the child to specialists, to different doctors, and find out what is actually wrong. So if you are also a Christian for a long time and you are still not a teacher, you are not a shepherd, you don't gather people to teach them, then something must be wrong somewhere. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? And we say that when people become like that, when people have been fed and fed and fed for many years, they become trouble in the house of God. They cannot be contained in the church because everything that we are doing, they come to criticize it. They have seen it all and you cannot please such people. And that is a sign that you need to move on to now teach others. Amen. You see, when you are a teacher, when you are, when you are a preacher, you listen to messages in a different way. You read the Bible in a different way. When you are reading the Bible, you are expecting something from it. You are expecting God to speak to you through the scriptures. I tell you, unless you really take it upon your heart that I am receiving God's word to share with someone, you will not receive much from reading the scriptures. And the moment you, you see, and a lot of you, even when you are given the task of leading the prayers and you are reading a scripture to just explain and just expound on it a little bit for us to pray, you realize that you get certain revelations. Are you with me? You get certain revelations. Not only that, you research. You search into the scriptures. You, you, You go into the scriptures. Unlike the time that you are doing your quiet time, that is just for you. Isn't that so? That you are doing your quiet time, so you check. Lord, you remember I step out, I did my quiet time. You see, it's different from when you are presented with, you know, a task of share this and let us pray. Then now you want to understand it. So you will share and then you will find out now God begins to speak to you. That is why he says that you will find him when you search for him diligently. Diligently. Amen. Amen. So there comes a stage where you ought to become a teacher as well. Hallelujah. And I want to give you a third reason. The third reason is that there is a great need for shepherds. There is a great need for shepherds. And we want to read our scripture of the week once again. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 36. Are you you awake? Matthew chapter 9 and verse 36. It says, but when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted. As sheep having no shepherd. They fainted as sheep having no shepherd. 
as sheep having no shepherd. Amen. So in this scripture, Jesus points out a very important key for church growth. He points out a very important key why churches do not grow. Amen. He says, when there are no shepherds, God's people faint and are scattered abroad. When there are no shepherds, when there are no shepherds, God's people faint and are scattered abroad. So what he's saying here is that the reason why many of our church members are missing today, the reason why many of them are not here today, the reason why many of them didn't turn up, didn't come to church today, is because there are no shepherds. There are no shepherds means that there are no people who care about them. There are no people who follow them up. That is the reason. Jesus is telling us clearly that when there are no shepherds, the people are scattered. They can never gather. When there is a gathering, you won't find them when there are no shepherds. When there is assembling of the brethren, they will not be there because there are no shepherds to look for them. Are you with me? No one called them to come because there are no shepherds. They are not here today because no one called them to come. No one checked on them how they did with the snow. No one checked on them if they went to work and they came home. No one cared about them. So they are not here. I didn't read that, but I didn't write the Bible. Jesus is saying the reason why the church gathers and many people don't show up is because there are no shepherds. Many people have not risen up to become people who care about God's people. Hallelujah. There's no one looking out for them. No one is looking out for them. No one goes to look for them. No one goes to visit them. There are no shepherds. That is the reason why they are not here. Amen. Because there are a lot of things going on with them. But there are no shepherds to go and find out. There are no shepherds to talk to them to find out. But there are a lot of things going on with them. No shepherds called and find out why they were not here. Why you were not here? I've not seen you two weeks now. Many church members are not here because no one follows them up. Amen. Amen. And at the end, the result is that the enemy gets the opportunity to scatter them abroad. And they become prey to the enemy. They are at the mercy of the enemy. Hallelujah. Scattered abroad. Scattered all over in nightclubs. Nightclubs all night and can't come to church on Sunday. Parties all night and can't come to church. Drinking all kinds of things, smoking all kinds of things and can't come to church. Many people are not here and not many shepherds call to find out. Many people have not been here for a while, but not many shepherds. Not many people have taken the role of a shepherd to call and find out. Why? And Jesus is saying that is the reason. That is the reason why 
church members scatter. That is the reason why when you gather, you don't see certain people. Because the day that we say we are calling people, we are inviting them, we are checking on them, we call it Swollen Sunday. The place is swollen. And it's so true. He said the reason why is that shepherds don't rise up to do work. People don't rise up to take the role of a shepherd. And the scripture that I'm reading is for every Christian. Every Christian who has been here for a while, you have been a Christian for a while, this is for you. You ought to rise up and become a shepherd. You ought to rise up and be someone also who can teach. Amen. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing? Can you not share the message that I shared last week? Can I do it? You can share it. Yes. You can share it. Can you not share so far what I've shared with you with someone? Kofi, can you not share it? You can share it. The reason why you are not sharing it is because you don't want to do it. It's not that you cannot do it. You don't want to do it. You don't have the desire. The reason why you are not doing it is because you don't care. You don't care. You don't care. Amen. Amen. And so they are scattered abroad. They are scattered. Some of them are sleeping, sleeping at home right now. If you were to find out, they are sleeping. And I can tell you if you were to have called, they would have been here. The reason why they don't gather. So we say we love God. We love God. He says, if you love me, feed my lamp. Feed. Feed my lamp. Amen. Because I know with all certainty that there are some of the members, some of these members, that if someone, if someone was to follow them up closely, call them, visit them, check on them regularly, Take them, pick them up to church. Bring them to church. You're going somewhere, pick them up and go with them. Move with them. Share something with them. Call them. Check with them. If someone was to rise up to do that, that person will be established. That person will gather. With all certainty, I can tell you. But no one rises up to do that. No one rises up to do that. And the reality is that one person cannot do this. The sheep has need. The sheep has personal needs. And one person cannot feed those needs. One person cannot tend to those needs. Amen. That's the reality. And there are personal needs. The sheep have personal needs. They all have personal needs. Just as you have personal needs... There are many others who have more personal needs. Amen. To care for the sheep or to tend to them means to address their personal needs. Hallelujah. To address their personal needs. And shepherds who will dedicate themselves, shepherds who are dedicated and will dedicate themselves to tend to these people, Jesus says that they are the ones who love me. Amen. 
Is somebody understanding the word of God? There are many people who call themselves shepherds. Many people. I mean, when we say we are having a shepherd's meeting, many people, sometimes half of the church, many people call themselves shepherds, but they don't care about the needs of the sheep. In fact, they don't even know the sheep. They don't know the sheep. Sometimes I ask, do you know this person? And none of them know. They don't know the sheep. Maybe two, three people. Amen. They don't know the sheep. Because everyone is leaving the care of the sheep to one person. And the scripture we are reading is for every single Christian who is here. It's for every Christian who is here. Hallelujah. So you realize that not even Jesus, not even Jesus, it's impossible for one person to care for all of the sheep. It's impossible. And if one person tries to do it, when everyone leaves it for one person to do it, it becomes overwhelming. Not even Jesus. Look at that. We continue. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 35. He says, and Jesus went about, read from verse 35. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing some few sick ones. Healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Do you see? So Jesus went about few cities, three cities, five cities, one many cities. All the cities and villages. That means all cities and all villages. He went about all cities and all villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. So you see, it sounded as if Jesus, the son of God, had finished all the work. It sounded as if he has finished all the work. He has gone to every city. He has preached in all the synagogues. All the villages around. He has visited all of them. He has preached in all their gatherings. And he has healed every sickness that came across. Every disease that came across. But look at this. He saw yet another multitude. He saw yet another multitude. Looking all fainted and scattered. Verse 37, he says, Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. The harvest truly is plenteous. The harvest is plenteous, and the laborers are few. So if you are talking about laborers, that means that the harvest he's talking about is the work. It is the work. We can't talk about laborers if we are not talking about work. Isn't that so? Claudia. So it means that he's saying, Jesus, he's saying that the work is a lot. The work is plenty. It's too much. And there are few laborers. It's very frustrating. That is expression of frustration. When he has gone through all the cities and all the villages, healing every sickness and every disease, Yet another multitude, large. You see, the harvest is plenteous. That means that there are a lot of unsaved souls. 
that Christians need to harvest. It's a lot of work. And one person cannot do it. He alone cannot do it. Then saith he unto his disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. The laborers are few. It's like, we are the only ones. What is it, what is it that everyone else is doing? We are the only ones. Amen. Amen. So he says, pray ye therefore, you see, he can't do it alone. He cannot do it. If he could do it alone, he would have done it. But he said, pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into this harvest. Because it's too much. That is why he says, if you love me, then help me with this work. I hear your songs. I hear your setting up. I hear your dancing. I hear your praises. I hear your worship. But this is the reason why I came. This is the reason why I died. So if you really love me, then help me with this. Help me with this. I know you will never leave me. I know you have been here for a long time. Many people have come and gone, but you are here. But if you really love me, then help me with this work. That is what he was saying. That is what he's saying. You don't like my message? I know sometimes you are tired and you come. I know sometimes you are sleepy and you come. I know sometimes you drive very far and you come. I know all of that. And you feel you are loving me. But if you really love me, I need help in this area. Because the work is plenteous. The harvest truly, truly, truly is plenteous. And there are few laborers. It's very frustrating. It's a very frustrating scripture. To have work, 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 go from village to village, town to town, one sickness after the other. And then you turn around and then see another multitude. Say, what? Where are these ones to? May you become a shepherd in 2020. I say, may you become a shepherd in 2020. Hallelujah. And the same with the next point, verse four, uh, number four. He said, God's people are scattered without a shepherd. God's people are scattered without a shepherd. Ezekiel chapter 34 and verse five. Ezekiel 34 and verse five. He says, they, and they were scattered because there is no shepherd. They were scattered because there is no shepherd, and they became meat to all the beasts of the field when they were scattered. Hallelujah. So the devil gains access to the people of God when you don't rise up to become a shepherd to care for them. There's, 
The enemy gains access to the people of God when you don't rise up. When you don't rise up. When you don't rise up. Some of you, how many of you were not here last week? Let me see by show of hands. You were not here last week. Okay. Okay, now put your hands up. How many of you, those of you who lifted up your hands, you received a phone call from someone to find out why you were not here? This couple of weeks. Let me see. How many? Or a text message from someone. Okay. Now, how many of you, you are not here, but no one called you, no one texted you, no one checked on you? Let me see. One, two, three. Okay. No one checked on you. No one worried. No four. Someone over there. Do you understand? Thank God you are here. No one checked on you. You came without a shepherd. Like a lost sheep. You found your way back. He says, they were scattered because there is no shepherd. And they became meat to all the beasts of the field when they were scattered. So this is how the enemy gains access. When the, this is when the enemy gains access. When the sheep have no shepherd. When no one is caring for them, when no one is checking on them, he said they become meat to all the beasts of the field. Hallelujah. So sometimes we see certain Christians who are backslidden. We see some of our brethren who have been here and then they are not here any longer and they are involved in all kinds of vices. They are doing all kinds of things, drinking all kinds of things, smoking all kinds of things. Some of them involved in some sexual immorality. Some of them involved in drugs. You see, and we hear about all of this, and then we begin to point fingers at them. And then we begin to talk about them, gossip about them. Did you hear about this one? Did you hear about this one? Did you hear about that? That this is what she's doing? This one got pregnant, that's why she's not coming to church. This one did this. This one is now moved to this because of this. And all kinds of things. True or not true? Yeah. And we begin to talk about them. And that we say, this one has fallen, this one has fallen, this has happened to this person, this one has fallen. We begin to point fingers at them. But you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised how God looks at their situation and what his assessment of it is. You'll be amazed that God looks at their situation and his assessment of the whole thing is that it's your fault. It's your fault. As you are pointing finger and say, have you heard what has happened to this person? Have you heard what is going on with this? This one now, I hear that she's smoking. Um, what are the things they're smoking now? R- Ruka. What? Hookah. U- hookah or uka? Hookah. <laughs> and then, hey, did you hear this person now smoking hookah? Hookah. And then we are talking. And we are pointing fingers. But God is also pointing to you and say, it is your fault. It is your fault that this one has fallen prey and has become prey to all the beasts of the field. 
It's your fault. It's your fault that they have become meat to the beast. It's your fault that they are not here. It's your fault that this one has backslidden. It's your fault that this one has become pregnant and no marriage. It's your fault. And you look at your perfect life. You look like your righteousness. How you are in church every Sunday so proper. How you are praying to God for a marriage to get married properly before you have a baby. How you have kept yourself pure. That as for me, unless I get married, and you are pointing finger at others. Admiring your beautiful life. And God will say, it's your fault. And you wonder, why is it my fault? Then he's saying, for when, for the time, ye ought to be teachers. Ye have need that one teach you again. You have need that one continue to teach you. You have need that they didn't visit you. You have need that they didn't call you. You have need that they didn't do this for you. They didn't do that for you. You have need. They didn't serve you. They didn't pray for you. Instead of you praying for others, you have need that they continue to pray for you. And God is saying, it is your fault that you didn't come. Amen. Amen. Beloved, we can sing all we want and dance all we want and say all kinds of things. And we expect Jesus to accept that and and make it as love, that we are loving him. But he's saying, if you really love me, if you want to express your love for me, then the way to do it is to feed my lamb. The way to do it is to gather my flock. The way to do it is to help me take care of the flock. Because he says the harvest is truly plenteous but the laborers are few. Pray, therefore, that you, God is calling you. God is calling you. God is calling you. You see, we make it look like it's a special type of work for just some special people. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? But God is saying that he has chosen you. If you have come to him, then he has chosen you. And as long as you have come to him, he has ordained you that you also, you should go and bring forth fruit and make it your responsibility, your duty, Michelle, your duty that the fruit will remain. Amen. Amen. So Peter was wondering, why are you asking me these questions? Why are you asking me these questions? Why? I've done so many things to let you know that I, f- I love you. I've done so many things. Are there certain things that when people do to you, you feel love? What are some of the things that you make you feel like I am loved? What some, someone will do to you, then you'll feel, think about it, I'm coming to you. What, what, is some, what are some of the things that you when, you, when someone does to you, you feel like you are loved? I'm thinking about it. You are thinking about it. 
people have things. Do you, somebody has something that you, when somebody, baby, what is it when someone does to you, you feel loud? When they check on your well-being, like when someone calls you to find out how you're doing, why were you not here? Why did you not show up to work? Why, what, what, something was wrong. Why, did, why were you late today? You feel like this person loves you. Wonderful. Who else? I mean, listen, don't be spiritual about it. Be real. <laughs> when, when someone is buying you gifts, you feel that the person loves you. Gifts like what? Like shoes, like bags, hair. Buy you hair and dresses. You feel love. Do you see? Okay? So when this person is saying, when you are buying her gifts, like shoes, like dresses, hair, different types of hair, then she feels like you really love her. Do you understand? Who else? When they share with you in your sorrows and in your joy, you feel that this person loves you. Wow. Who else? Food. When someone is cooking for you, when someone is cooking nice meals for you, you feel that the person loves you. The person has put her heart or his heart into the food and you feel loved. You see? You see, so... You, are, are, you, are you listening? Yeah. So different people, different people. Beverly, what do you, what, what do you, what, 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 what are some of the things that makes you feel like you are loved? Tell us, Tell us Beverly. <laughs> when they care about you, like what? They just tell you that I care about you. When someone tells you I care about you, you feel loved? That's it? That's very easy. <laughs> so what, do, what, what are some of the things that makes you feel like you are loved? Frank. The man is overwhelmed with love. Are you, are, you, are, you, are you hearing these things? So you see, this person is saying that when you cook, when you cook food and your, it feels like your heart is in the food and it's delicious, he feels love. Do you understand? So if you now, you come and then it's your kissing and you say, ah, but why you say I don't love you? I'll kiss you anytime I come home and I meet you, I kiss you. Anytime I, 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 I see you, I say I love you. I hug you. I do this. And, it, and you are not cooking and then you are saying you don't understand why you say I love you and you're saying I don't love you. You don't understand. You are missing it. You are missing it. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? You are missing it. So if constantly you are texting and you say, I love you. Oh, honey, I miss you today. I love you. I'm at work and I'm thinking of you. And you are not buying her hair and dresses and shoes. And you are not doing this. And then you think that the person should assume this is love. You are missing it. You are wasting your time. And you don't understand why the person is crying every day and saying that you don't love me. I don't feel like you love me. And then you are fighting and you are saying, but I love you. Look at the, 
All, look at my messages. You can read in my messages that I love you. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? So, everyone is different. Everyone is different. Everyone expresses love in a different way and everyone receives love in a different way. What is love to you is not love to me. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? One woman wants birthday cards and flowers. Another woman wants Brazilian hair and dresses. So the other one, you can buy all the hair and dresses you want. If on her birthday you are not giving a card and flowers, she's saying, you don't love me. What are these clothes? What are these shoes? What are these? It don't mean anything to me. What On my birthday you forgot. So on the birthday you forgot, but a week later you bought 15 different types of hair. And another dozens of dresses and two dozens of shoes, pairs of shoes. And then you have shipped them. And then you're expecting the person to feel love. But the person says, I don't feel love. Say, what is this? They don't mean anything to me. You miss the mark. And Jesus is saying that if you love me, then feed my love. Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Hallelujah. Feed my sheep. May you choose to become a shepherd in 2020. To be a real Jesus lover. A true Jesus lover. Someone who cares about the sheep of Jesus. Someone who cares about the people that Christ died for. The people that he shed his blood for. The people that he paid so much for. When he sees that you care for them. He says that this is a sign that you love me. Put your hands together and stand to your feet. We want to pause here. And we'll continue next time we meet. Oh, Jesus. Father, we are thankful and grateful in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord, that we have expressed our love in so many ways to you. We have done so many things for you. We have sacrificed so many things for you. And we take it to mean love. But now, Lord, today we have learned that if we want to express real love to you, then you have told us in your own words, in your own words, that the way to love you is to feed your love. Thank you, Lord. There are many people who will not tell us what we should do to make them feel love. But Lord, in your word, you have told us precisely what we should do to make you feel love. You say we should help you care for the sheep. We should help you tend the sheep. We should help you feed the lamb. And we should not let any scatter. Because you say the work is truly plenteous. And you need more laborers in your vineyard. You need more laborers in the harvest field. You need more laborers. Lord, raise up shepherds from amongst us. 
we avail ourselves why don't you lift up your hands we avail ourselves lord in this year this 2020 lord touch our hearts will in us will in us work in us that will that desire to become a shepherd put that desire in our hearts in the name of jesus put a burden upon us the burden of the lost soul put a burden upon us lord let us have the same burden like you had give us the same compassion this afternoon in 2020 lord may we have the same compassion that when you saw the lost souls when you saw the sheep scattered abroad your heart moved you were moved with compassion lord may we be moved Heal us Amen. from this selfishness. Amen. Heal us from Amen. this stony heart Amen. that seems to not care about your sheep. But this afternoon, Lord, our hearts are transformed Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hearts are being transformed. Oh, Jesus, transform our hearts. Amen. Touch our hearts. Amen. Touch our hearts. Remold our hearts. Take this stony heart. Jesus. Hearts that are careless hearts that are selfish remove these hearts and put in us a compassionate heart heart full of compassion for the lost thank you jesus for choosing us separating us from the heathens and ordaining us to go and bring forth fruits we are grateful lord that we have counted us worthy of workers in your court we are grateful. Amen. We are thankful. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for everyone whose hands are lifted up. I pray, Lord, touch every hand here right now. Touch these hands, Lord. Touch these hands. Lord, touch these hands. Give us a burden. A burden for the lost. A burden for the lost. Divine burden for the lost. That we will care for the lost. We will care for the missing souls. We will care for the missing sheep. We will care for the ones that are scattered. Lord, let it never be because of us. That your flock is scattered. Let it not be because of us. Oh God, none of us should be a reason for a scattered soul. May we not be the cause of the scattered soul. May we not be the reason why your sheep have fallen prey to the beasts of the field. But Lord, energize us. Amen. Give us that desire. Amen. Give us that strength. Amen. Anoint us, everyone here. Amen. Anoint us Amen. for the work of the ministry. Amen. We thank you, Lord. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Please put your hands down and with all eyes closed and every head bow. You are here this afternoon. You are not born again. And you are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to welcome Jesus Christ into my life. I want to give my life to Jesus. If you are here this afternoon, lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus. Is there anyone here like that? I need Jesus. I want Jesus in my life. I want to welcome Jesus into my life. If that is your prayer, lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Is there anyone here like that? Father, we are grateful. We are thankful. We thank you for the gift of salvation. In Jesus' name, amen.
Why don't you clap your hands together for Jesus and please be seated. My God and King. We believe you have been blessed with this powerful message. Come worship with us at Kodesh Family Church, located at 1734 Williams Bridge Road, Bronx, New York, at 12 p.m. every Sunday. God bless you. I see.